This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bravo Zulu Co. Bravo Zulu is a military-based apparel and lifestyle company. The military uses the phrase Bravo Zulu in congratulating someone for a job well done. Bravo Zulu's mission as a company is to bring that mindset to everyday people in their daily life. No matter what it is, being a spouse, parent, friend, or even your day at work or your daily workout at the gym, always do the best you can in everything you do and earn that Bravo Zulu. On this episode of the podcast, we have a very special guest, a gentleman by the name of AJ Muss. AJ has been a good good friend of mine for probably the past 10, 12 years. Uh, and in this podcast, we kind of go through his journey to the Olympics, where he just competed at about a month or so ago in Korea. And uh, we also kind of go into how we met and, and some stories and things like that that we've had uh, from our past. So it's a good podcast. Uh, we go pretty deep into the Olympics and like the uh, the inner workings of it, and it's a pretty good perspective that I feel like a lot of people don't uh, kind of hear um, about the Olympics. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, without further ado, we'll get right into it. All right, and we are live for the third episode of The Midwatch. Uh, on this episode, we have a very, very special guest, someone I've known for a very long time, um, who's a big inspiration to me and probably many people across this country. Uh, AJ Muss, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Um, unfortunately, we haven't talked much uh, over the past couple of years. I mean, life's gotten in the way. Um, yeah, he's been busy traveling. But uh, I hope we can get, get a good conversation going uh, with this podcast. So, um, obviously, you're about like a month. Uh, it's been like a month since uh, you competed in a little thing called the Olympics. Uh, down in Korea, or over in Korea, rather. Um, yeah, the north side. The north. <laughs> uh, definitely want to get into that and, and kind of pick your brain a little bit. Um, but uh, first off, I kind of want to like go over like the the path that you took to get there. Because um, I mean, let, you know, like I said, I've known you forever, and obviously, I've known you. You know, you snowboarded, but um, I feel like many sports, it's kind of like hard to understand like how you actually get get to the Olympics. Um, cause I mean, like, you know, like, you necessarily have to be like a considered a pro to compete in the Olympics or like, I mean, like everyone knows like so, pro so the Olympics, the Olympics at one point used to just be an amateur event where you couldn't allow professional athletes to compete. You're not allowed to be a paid athlete to compete in the Olympics, but then the level of competition just grew because in the beginning ages of the Olympics, like the Olympics was the biggest stage in the world. Like this is where everyone went every four years to show off their, skills and how talented they are but then the olympics has been around much longer than let's say fifa and the nba and snowboarding and skiing it was originally like in athens in greece like i don't even know how long ago like the greek empire was in the roman empire like the olympics was around during those times right mount olympus so that was it is like everyone wants the olympics every four years to show off their greatest athletes and their greatest people and then obviously the world evolved and then you had people doing professional skiing, professional snowboarding, professional bike riding and all this other things where then the level of competition was outgrowing the amateur stage. So then the Olympics had to allow professional athletes. Okay. Um, but that's also why during the, the, like this, during this Olympics from the first to the 28th, we had to go dark as in we weren't allowed to represent brands as in we weren't allowed to talk about our sponsors due to the fact that it was the Olympic time. 
Now, do um, like I mean, I guess I can kind of understand that because like it's kind of like you're representing like your country necessarily that posts like a team. But is there because kind of like my one thing with that is like they made it public that like um, uh, who who did the like the USA teams? Was it Ralph Ralph Lauren did like all the clothes? See, so that's, like, that's, that's a thing that I have a problem with is that uh, it's, like, hard to, like, say something negative without, like, like, the Olympics is great. I loved going, but it's it's become such a business. It's no longer the Olympics. It's the, I, the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, is also there to make money. So they're using us as a way to make money for the company for the next four years. And that's what it's become nowadays, and it's quite sad. But the, like the meaning of the Olympics and the athletes there, are what are what make the Olympics nowadays. It's not really the name Olympics that makes it. You understand? You know what I'm saying? Right. And do it, it's actually something I I didn't really notice when I was watching, but like you know like when you watch like the X Games and stuff like that, like on the flags, like like for instance like downhill slalom, like sometimes like the flags have like logos on them. Is, does that happen during the Olympics? I really didn't pay attention to that. Like, is there like branding, like advertisement? That no, brand, it's that, just the Olympic rings. It, it's just the Olympic rings. So how mm. how did they make who? Because like the Olympic Village is like it costs like millions of dollars to like build, right? Like who fund? Is it the country that's hosting it that funds it, or is yeah. it the? Okay, it's so the it, host, it's the host nation that has to pay for everything. And it's essentially just an investment for them to hope that all these people come to wash and spend money or. Yeah. Pay. I mean, statistically, if you look back, I don't think the past like eight Olympics has been profitable for the host nation. And cause they don't use it afterwards, right? They like just, it just like. Um, sits, Korea, sits Korea says they're going to use it for housing for like, uh, they're going to use like the Olympic village is going to become like general housing and they're going to sell the apartments. Oh, but I oh, mean like, cool. In Sochi, I wasn't there, but in Sochi, it's like a ghost town. I actually think, uh, kind of going off path, but um, uh, bring up esports because you know I'm a nerd. The Le- uh, League of Legends, um, their world competition, which is kind of like their version of like like the Olympics, essentially, um, was actually held in the Olympic Village. That like in that's in Korea, right? Sochi. Sochi or, it's or, Russia. or Russia. I'm sorry. That, that's what I meant. Like that, that's where it was held. And I think they actually use like one of the arenas that like the, in the Olympic villages. Yeah. But if you think about it, how many professional esports guys went 2000, maybe that I'm not sure. Athletes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, mean, it, I think it was more of just the, to have the capacity for like the crowd opposed to like the, cause I think, it, I think it's only like nine teams that went, it's like three teams from each, from each region that goes. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, so the U.S. had 255 or 250 something athletes, and we were the largest uh, country. The largest there. country, and hmm. the represent the delegation. They're called delegation. We were the largest delegation, and in Olympic Village, there's I don't know thousands of people, whether it's workers or coaches or staff, and then the, plus the arenas that are built, it's it's a tons and tons of money that honestly never get paid back, unfortunately. So how is? Because I mean, we always hear like the Olympic Village and like it's a pretty like commonly known thing, but like, is it just like um, like how like I mean, can you even talk about like how it's set up, or is that like a like a secret thing? Like, is it just like a bunch of, like dorm rooms? Like, is there like uh like 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 how is it like set up exactly? You get like your own room, you like bunk with someone. Like in Sochi, it was a or in uh. 
Pyeongchang, it was it was apartment style. So like, there was how many was in my room? One, two, three, four, five, six, six people in the apartment. But like, I had my own bedroom. One of my service people had their own bedroom. Like, it was just a large apartment, and there was and two the- showers and two bathrooms. And then, like, the U.S. delegation had an entire twelfth floor, twelfth floor building. Oh, so and, we were U.S. And had like their, their own each building. floor had two apartments. Hmm. And then you had like you guys like share a kitchen or something, or is, or is there even we a kitchen? We weren't allowed to use the kitchen. What? <laughs> Was because it a... we have we have full time cooks. Oh. Like the U.S. the U.S. had a house called the U.S. House. Mm-hmm. There was the P and G House, which was the Procter and Gamble House, and then we had this thing called the Haven. And the Haven and all those houses I mentioned served food for the U.S. athletes. The Haven was like the U.S. Um, nutritionist that cooked. Okay. But then, like in Olympic Village, there was the main dining hall where everyone ate because the food's free and it's twenty four seven. Okay. So is is everything like all like in close like close proximity to each other, or is like is everything like spread out? It depends on the Olympics. This Olympics, all of the like the arena based sports, so like ice hockey, track and or, uh, ice hockey, speed skating, uh, figure skating was at was near the. It's called the coastal cluster, which was the cluster of those sports down in the coast, which is like thirty minutes from us. And it's just like a so, bunch of, like little mini arenas that they built. Yeah, or... every, they they built everything. They had nothing there. And then so there was the coastal village and then there was the mountain village. So there's two separate villages, Olympic villages. And then I'm assuming the mountain is like where like all the snowboarding and all that went on. Yeah, but like my where I competed in the and the um, Olympic village was an hour away from each other. It was a pain in the ass. Oh, wow. I mean, obviously, they they supplied like transportation, though, right? Like you didn't. Yeah, but still like like an Uber. (laughs) No, they had transportation, but it was still a pain. All right. Um. So, uh, I had a question. I forgot what it was now. Olympic Village. Oh, so, um, is it like a? Because uh, obviously, like cities, like kind of like they like bid right to like have the Olympics like held there. Yeah. Now, is it like a like a rule that they have to build like this Olympic Village, or can they use like, like stay say if like New York won somehow, like can like can they use like Madison Square Garden for like? stuff or or do they have to is like yeah so that's the thing that like at least i was thinking that they should places that already have the infrastructure should start bidding for it because then it could maybe be profitable for the host country because they already have the infrastructure these countries that are bidding for now keep having to build infrastructure right like the next olympics is in china in beijing but they had summer olympics there which they have the infrastructure for the summer olympics but they don't have the infrastructure for the winter olympics I, de- I definitely feel like Winter Olympics are probably a lot more, because I mean, not like every country has like a, a bobsled course. Like I feel like a, like a, like Winter Olympics has like a lot more uh, like requirements compared to like summer, like like the stuff that like countries might not like have on hand, right? Like yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, like like you spend like a lot of time in like Colorado, like training. Like, is there like bobsledding like stuff there? We have three tracks in the United States. There's one in like Salt Lake City, Lake Placid, and there's one more somewhere. When's the last time the U.S. held the Olympics? Do you know? <laughs> Salt, Lake, Salt Lake City, 2002. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Like right after like 9/11, I do remember. The summer, that. the summer Olympics is going to uh, L.A. 
like the, this coming in like two years? In six. I thought it was every two years for the Olympics. I mean, it's every four years. Every four years, but the, every, it seems like for you guys who aren't athletes every two years because there's the summer and the Olympics. Right. So in two years from now, there'll be the Summer Olympics, and then two years from that, there'll be the Winter Olympics, but the Winter Olympics is separated by four years. Right, okay. So, so, so technically, yes, you're, you're right. No, you're wrong. Well, the Summer Olympics are in two years, correct? But it's always yeah. two years after, and, and those are going to be in, in L.A. No, the uh, next Olympics, I forget where it is, it's the one after that one. Oh, okay. Oh, so they go that far out then. Well, I guess they have to if they have to build all this stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, like we already know, like, where it's going to be after China will be, like, announced, I think. I don't know the exact dates, but within the next year or two. So it's just this um, – because I kind of uh, – kind of I got into, like, the Olympics a little bit. Obviously, since ever, since I knew, like, like you were going. But I kind of um, watched that uh, that Netflix special about the whole Russia stuff. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was, the, what it was called. That's it, yeah. So like the 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 ICR right? That's what it's called, the International I, or IOC. Yeah, IOC. So the, they're the only ones that have like sole control over the like the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. And you, they're not like a non like profit, right? They're just it's essentially a company, like you, you were kind of saying before. Yeah, I think they're a non profit, but I'm not sure. Cool with quotations around that. Yeah. <laughs> so how how was that actually this year, like? how like the the russian athletes like couldn't like was did that make anything like weird there like was it like a weird atmosphere or like no um i mean no i mean the russians were allowed to compete they just had to compete under olympic athletes of russia right and like it was like the olympic flag right they couldn't they didn't they never showed like the russian flag were they like i mean were they like bitter at all about that or were they just happy to compete how many russians do you know i mean not many they're not the friendliest people to begin with. So like well, yeah, they keep to themselves and most of the ones that I know are from Russia, so they don't speak English. So, and like English is not really something they're taught in Russia. True. So I'd never really communicated with any of the Russians. So who did you like? Um, I mean, obviously you in, like interacted with the American like athletes, but like who did you like interact with anyone else? Did you like meet anyone cool from anywhere else? I mean, I know you, you travel a lot as is, but like, uh, what were some, like, the, the cool, like, the, the friendlier countries that you might have, like, met or, or people that you met? Kenya, um, Kenya, Kenya, Jamaica, because one of the Jamaican bobsled, there are two of the Jamaican bobsledders are originally from Jersey, which is funny. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's what you, you, you don't have to, like, uh, like, even though, like, you live in the U.S., like, you don't, it doesn't necessarily mean that you compete with the U.S., right? Or, like, you can go compete with, like, your home country? Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you're from, wherever your passport is. So right, they have okay. So, passports, so. All right. So, so ha- some people that aren't good, like, those two athletes weren't good enough to be on the U.S. team, so they went to Jamaica. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, how did you, um, I mean, obviously, we just talked that, you know, you're an Olympian, you always be an Olympian. Um, but this is actually something, like, I'm surprised that I like I don't know for knowing you how long I've known you, but like how how did you even get into snowboarding? Did you get like a snowboard for Christmas one time when you were like five, and then it just kind of went from there? Or like, I snowboarded much longer than that. Um, 
No, my mom, my mom like went to Colorado a lot for work, and she wanted to have her kids with her. So instead of putting me in like daycare, she would just put me in ski school when I was younger. So I just spent so much time on snow. So do you, you actually start out skiing then, or did you snowboard? It was just called yeah, ski for a year, and then switched over to snowboarding. And this was all in Colorado. Yeah. So what was the point? Um, so you, you said that was like before you're like, like what age did you start? Uh, I started skiing at one and a half, two years old. Oh, all right. So you're, it's pretty <laughs> <good>. <laughs> um, and I mean, obviously it just started out because like you said, your mom was like traveling and stuff, but when did it kind of turn into like a, like a hobby, like just a hobby. And, and, and then when did it become like a, like, this is what I'm going to do for like for for not the rest of my life, but for a good chunk of my life. Like like do you remember like a certain turning point? Did I think you I was get... like fourteen. And like what like what made you make that decision? Like it was just you just loved it. Did you like randomly uh, you know compete in like a tournament and like ended up winning and you're like, oh wow, like maybe I can do this. Like what was like I mean, like, I wish I could answer that question, but it's been so long I don't know. Right. I must say, I mean I met you <sighs> I mean you were young. I mean, not like young, young, but I mean, you were probably like, like young. Yeah. I was going to say like 14, 15. And I mean, I remember the first time I came to your room, you had like a thousand medals. <laughs> um, yeah, I was always good. <laughs> very humble. I see. <laughs> yeah. You um, asked the questions. I answered them. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, to kind of get into like, like school, like, uh, I mean, you were, cause you were always traveling and stuff, right? Like, is that something that you kind of, cause when did you like stop going to like public school? I started to go to public school. I mean, obviously normal, but I normal age, but I got pulled out of public school in seventh grade and I went to a distance learning academy That's where right. I did all my schooling online. Right. I, I kind of remember when that, cause I remember, um, I don't remember that. I remember, I remember that for some reason, <laughs> but I just don't remember why. And and uh -huh. do you do you feel like you like uh like missed out on anything? I mean, obviously it was an amazing opportunity. Um, but do you like kind yeah, of? I missed out on a normal childhood. I missed out on like I've never been to a school dance ever in my entire life. I mean, I don't think I I've heard I'm not missing anything, but I've yeah, never yeah. been to a school dance. I've never been to a prom. I've never been to a house party. Like these are just things I never did. Right. And do you, uh, I mean, I hope it's not, but is that something that like you regret or are you just like, it is what it is. Like my life's, you know, I, it's not I mean, like when I was seven, 16, 17, 18 years old. Yeah. But now that I'm 23, I look back, I'm like, like whatever. These kids, are, these kids are dumb nowadays. Like <laughs> I don't miss going to a house party. Like, right. If I want to go out, I go to a nightclub or I go to a bar right. or I go to a strip club. Like, you know, I go have a good time. And that's good. I'm, I'm glad that's the way you think about it. Cause like you said, you're not really, you weren't really missing much. No, nah, I'm grown. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. So you, you start out, it's like ski camp, you know, went from a hobby to something that like you're passionate about. And then, you know, you started competing, things like that. Now, yeah. like how, like, how does that work in snowboarding? Like, I mean, you know, like for baseball, they have like the double A, triple A, and then like, you know, you finally make it to like the MLB. Like snowboarding and stuff like that, like I feel like that's not like very like 
unless like you're in the sport like that's not like a well-known like thing yeah like, you like have the, like you have path. like region you have regional events you have north american cup events you have europa cup events which are european cup events and you have the world cup okay so so how the world cup so how do you um like, are you considered pro, like, once you win, like, a national event, or do, do you have to win? Like, like do, you, do you, like, accumulate, like, points every time you're you compete? You're considered pro when you're paid. Okay, so it's not like a, uh, like, you don't earn, like, a like a pro card or something like that. It's just kind of... No, and stuff like that. Like, that's the reason why college football players aren't considered professionals, because they're not paid athletes. Fair enough. Okay. That's why, technically, when a college athlete gets paid, they can't compete in colleges anymore because they're considered professional, and it's a collegiate sport, not a professional sport. Okay. Makes sense. Yep. So does most of this go on? I'm assuming in Colorado, because I'm very, like that's where you spent most of your time, like when we first met when you were younger. Like do a lot of. Like, yeah, I mean, the past three four years I've been in Europe just because the training's better. My coaches is over there, but right. yeah. But the the humble beginnings were in Colorado for the most part. Yeah, I mean, it's a stepping stone, right? And right. So I we're, snowboarded and skied here in the East Coast, and then I moved to Colorado, and from there I moved to Europe. It's all about making those strides and taking those steps. So what, what, like, what are the leagues, like, what are, like, those leagues called? Like, if someone wants to go, go you know, go watch, like, some of those, like, snowboarding races here in Colorado, like, like what are they, like, what are the, the leagues called? Um. There's thing. It's the regional events are USASA, is what it's called. And then after that, the North American Cups. They're called FIS. They're North American Cups by FIS. And the North American Cups are the same governing body that do the World Cups, which is FIS. Okay. So if you want to pursue to get onto the Olympic team, kind of. I mean, you don't have to go like too in depth, but kind of like walk me through like what. Like right now, like you know, I I buy a snowboard. Miraculously, I'm really good at snowboarding. Like, how do I? Yeah, you go to usasa.org or .com, whatever it is, and you would try to find a regional event and you'd start competing regionally. So there's like the Mid Atlantic series, which is all the Mid Atlantic like states. There's a Vermont series. There's a Colorado series. There's a California series. There's a Utah series. Like to each state has like their own little series like so pennsylvania new jersey new york are kind of like clustered together and there's like a few states that are clustered together but you'd have to go to usasa.org okay and then you just start competing start kind of getting a name and then is it just those events that you have to like do well at to i mean do you get invited to the olympic team or do you do you have to like qualify you have to qualify okay but if I remember correctly, like the race that you qualified wasn't here, right? No, it's the World Cups. You have to qualify through the World Cups. Okay. Which so, are FIS events. Okay. And where was I? Got, I can't believe I don't remember. Was it in? Where, where was the race that you won that you qualified? Because I remember your mom texted me, and I, I kind I of didn't, I didn't win it because of the World Cups. It's the best in the world. Right. But, but then uh, you did the best out of the American. Yeah, I did right? all year. That's that's nothing new. That's all year. I've been doing that. <laughs> But I had to, I had to like be good. I had to be better than just the Americans, because no, no offense, but the Americans sucked this year. Besides me, <laughs> um, there was a qualifying period. It was six races, and you needed to do well at those six races. And I did well at five of them. Okay, 
And then that, that qualified you to be on the Olympic yeah, team. Yeah, so I had like a sixth place, a sixth place, two six or two one sixth place or yeah, two sixth places, an eighth place, a fifteenth or a twelfth place. So I was doing really well on the world stage. That's me being the sixth fastest dude on this on planet Earth. Like that is that's incredible. Nuts. So uh, how many people were? It was you, and then it was your buddy. Um, I recognize the other name when I was watching you compete. Uh, Tri- not trap. Was it trap? Trippy trap? Yeah, it was trap. We're Trappy. not friends, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, nah, you're good. You're good. Um, so was it just you two in, in the downhill slalom, or? Yeah, in uh, giant slalom. Or giant was... slalom. I'm sorry. No, nah, you're good. Yeah, yes. it was just me and him. We're the only two that qualified. Okay. Is is that a different thing, downhill slalom compared to giant slalom, or? We don't have downhill slalom. Oh, okay. That's skiing. Uh, it's downhill, not downhill slalom. Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I'm a, I'm a noob. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we talked about you know how you started. We talked about the Olympics a little bit. Um, so we kind of touched on this the other day. Um, like, where do you see yourself going now? I mean, as right now, I'm taking it day by day. I mean, my plan, like planning kind of to go four more years i will not go anything more than four more years for sure i will not snowboard longer than four more years but well, um i'm saying you want to not snowboard like as in like compete i mean like you're always gonna snowboard for fun right or i mean when i'm done snowboarding like racing and training i probably won't touch a snowboard for a while because i want to step away from it okay but i mean i'm sure when i get older and like go on a family vacation or go do something, I'm sure I'll step back on a snowboard for sure. So it's it's still up in the air what, what you want to do exactly? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my body's pretty beat up. I've, I broke my back this year, and it's still, like, the only way to fix it is surgery, and I don't want to do the surgery and try to I'm, see how long I can stay healthy for is really the what I'm going on. Now, now do you have to – because, um, I mean, obviously, we see, like, the same names in the Olympics, like, over and over again, like, Sean White, my, like, Michael Phelps. Now, do you have to, like, re – are you, like, starting from scratch right now? Yeah. Or, so, you like, you don't have any kind of, like, foot up because you're – you've already been on the team? Mentally and physically, yes, but not – Like, the, the qualification? Politically. Okay. Politically, no. All right. That's kind of crappy. I mean, I guess not, it makes. I, really. I mean, it gives everyone a fair shot, which I guess is good too. Not even that. Four years is a long time. <laughs> right. Think about it. Like, There's... I don't know. You play esports. Name a pro that was really, really good four years ago. That's still really, really good now. There's a few of them, but not yeah. all of them. Right. Yeah. That that makes sense. Fair enough. All right. So if you were to, you know, say you woke up tomorrow, like, all right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to the Olympics one more time. Like how. Um, like where, where, like, how would that start? Well, yeah, I mean, I just, just go back to the good, go back to like those events, go back to the routine. I mean, nothing needs to change. I mean, so when we first met you, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I kind of remember you pretty much lived in like Colorado for like six months, a little bit over six months out of the year. And then you like came home, you know, back on the Jersey. And that's obviously when I saw you the most, but as you, um, you know, as you progressed, like you said, you started training in Europe and stuff like that. It essentially just turned into like a year-round thing, right? Uh, uh, no, I still take a decent amount of time off. I need it. 
me as me as a person. I need mental breaks. I need to step back away from it. I mean, right now I'm living in Europe for I don't know how many months, and then I'm, I'm moving to California April 1st. So I'll be there, kind of bouncing around everywhere. Can't believe we're going to Cali. But like in the summer, in the winter months, I'm in uh, Colorado. Okay. I really like California. I like the weather. I don't like the liberals, but I mean, every, <laughs> everyone else is pretty good, and I hate the gun, and I hate the gun laws. But everything else is pretty good. That's fair enough. I guess the the good weather year round kind of allows you to be outside all the time, especially when I deal with bad weather <laughs> enough. Yeah, it's true. So you guys just got hammered like three three like blizzards in a row right there in Jersey. Yeah, it sucks. I hate snow. <clears throat> all right, to kind of, I mean. It, it only makes sense to talk about snowboarding because, I mean, that's... That, that, that joke went right over your head. I told you I hate snow. You didn't uh, pick I did, You're right. I didn't even pick that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. You're short. <sighs> and that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, so just just to kind of to close the loop on the, the snowboarding thing, um, I guess we can kind of talk about, like, uh, the competition at the at the Olympics, like did it compare to like those other events that like the World Cup and stuff like that? Was it essentially with the same people you you competed uh, against at the World Cup that you're competing against at the Olympics? Yeah, it's everyone that I'm not like no one was there that I don't know that I haven't raced against before. It's actually easier an easier event because you deal with four of the Italians instead of eight of the Italians who are all really good because you're only allowed to send four per discipline. I mean, unfortunately, I made a mistake my second run, but I was sitting in third after first run, and after second run, I made a mistake and missed finals by 0.13 of a second. I still blame the guy before you. After falling, so, I mean. I know, man. I was I was watching that. So it was actually me, my mom, and my sister Stephanie. We were all uh, in my hotel room here in Virginia watching you, and I was, like, jumping for joy, uh, after your first run, and then I had to wait like forever to watch your second run. Yeah. Um, but you still, it was like uh, you were third overall, right? Or uh, as far as the time, like you had the fastest time. I mean, obviously that second run kind of. Yeah, second was, un- was unfortunate, but um, yeah. if if that didn't fall, you would have easily been. It was top sixteen, right? Moved on. Yeah, I moved on to finals. I mean, I'm a, I was a medal contender, no doubt about it, and I could have won a medal, but. That's so unfortunate, man. The stars didn't align. But I mean, like, like, kind of, like, kind of what I said, like, in that video that your sister made, man. Like, no matter what, like, you, you, you're an Olympian. Like, it doesn't matter if you get last or first. You're an Olympian, man. And there's something, yeah. you know. And 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 I'm happy that you're taking it the way you are. Like, it it, never, it didn't really seem because I mean, I I, text, I was texting you like right after that run and like yeah, you, I mean, you, the Olympics are amazing, but I mean, you. The Olympics, how can I put this without insulting Olympians? Um, <laughs> people like Michael Phelps obviously deserve every single gold medal they won. Every single person that's ever won a medal deserve a medal they won. But not always the best in the world actually win gold medals because it's one day every four years. It's, right. Or sorry, for me it's one day, but for other disciplines it's one event every four years. Right. So and it's a the lot best of... guy in the world makes a mistake that day, that's it. Right. And it's not like it like you do like best of threes, like it's just you do your one run, like that's it. So yeah. like a lot of luck. Like if you wouldn't have hit that 
whatever you hit to, to make you like, you know, trip up on that. Like it was just the luck of that, you know, like yeah. if, if you had the luck to not hit that, like you obviously would have been easily in the top 16 and then, you know, definitely would have won the gold. Yeah. Just like saying, I, have, I have a lot more respect for people who win globes, like uh, overall titles, because to win a world cup overall, you have to be good every single race, not just one race. Right. Um, but I mean, I See, winning an Olympic gold means more than anything because it's a it's the world stage, right? And it's an event that everyone from around the world watches. Do people um, like like the athletes, for instance? Do they really like? Um, do people like really like soak that up over there? Like you know, like kind of like get get behind the flag and like get behind their country, or is it just like another like race for them? Like you know, like is there a lot of like yeah. patriotism? Like even for like other countries, like. Do they like? Do they like get into like that? Like, or is it? No, just... not terribly. But I mean, I'm definitely there representing my country and I'm representing. It, so I'm careful with what I say. I don't try to insult anyone. I definitely support my teammates. Right. I don't. I support like events I normally don't watch. So like, I was watching bobsledding a lot and supporting my teammate, my bobsled teammates, which I normally never watch bobsledding. It's just right. you're really engulfed in a whole bunch of different sports. Mm-hmm. And you start supporting and being there for your teammates because you're you're there you're an Olympian you're, 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 you're part of the Olympic team your fellow countrymen yeah exactly mm-hmm. and the U S there's no other country in the world that's more prideful than the Americans well that's so good to know. obviously obviously <laughs> the Americans support like represent their flag and represent their country much more than the rest of the world all right so to kind of step away from uh, snowboarding. Um, you know, during the off season, you've had like many different hobbies. I mean, we met because of paintball, um, mm-hmm. but you've, uh, pretty much ever since I joined the Navy, I feel like, so about the past like five, six years, you've kind of really gotten into like cars and, and drifting. So like, how is that, uh, um, like, like, like what's that all about? Kind of like talk to me, like what you're doing. So you said like you're working for like a, a race team right now or something like that. Yeah. I work for one of the pro teams for one of the professional teams as a mechanic. And I drive pro am, and that's just strictly like like a, a pro drifting team or. Yep, we build and we build and maintain a professional race car, that's designed for drifting. And then you, like you said, you also compete in like an am type tournament or uh, not tournaments, but um, pro pro am events. Yeah. Pro. So how did you get into that? Because <laughs> I mean, I was there like when you got that first car, but uh, you know, even then, I didn't ask you like how you got into that. Uh, I saw videos on YouTube and I thought it was cool, so I tried it. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I loved it. So is that something that you think you're gonna maybe? Um, I mean, you're yeah, I'll start, I'll start I'll, doing it professionally. I was gonna say, obviously, like you're you're pursuing it now, but I mean, it's kind of hard to pursue two pr- professions. But once you, no, it's actually not. I'm gonna uh, this year. I'm doing the events to earn my pro license, and once I get my pro license, I'll drive pro. And it's it's kind of easy to juggle that and, and, and snowboarding because like I mean it's opposite, it's opposite seasonings so oh, that makes okay that makes sense so you're just gonna kind of fly uh, back and forth from from Europe for your training and then fly to wherever to drift and then fly back to Europe to train or no because I'm train when I'm training the weather isn't good enough to drive race cars and the season's over so I don't need to. The seasons are complete opposites. So, like the first event for drifting is April, 
uh, April 5th and 6th for pro. That's well after the winter's over. And is that in Cali? Is that kind of why you're moving there? or? I'm moving there for a change of pace, different weather. I've been in Jersey 23 years and trying to get out of Jersey. Hmm. So where where do a lot of the drift tournaments take place? Or is it kind of, it's like a, a circuit, like kind of travels the country? It travels the country. So like, I saw so I'll be in Cali for the first round, and then he flies me to Florida, then he flies me to Atlanta, then he flies me to Jersey, then he flies me to Indianapolis, then he flies us, I think, to Texas, and then from Texas to Seattle, Seattle, back to California. God, that's awesome. <laughs> so who's who's he? I mean, obviously the owner of the team, I'm assuming. Yeah, I work for Chris Forsberg. Chris Forsberg Racing, CFR. Okay. And um, so I'm assuming, is that just kind of like NASCAR? Like the car just has a bunch of like stickers on it and – or is it is it done a little bit differently? No, nah, so drifting, the cars have to be production vehicles. So from strut tower to strut tower, you know what strut tower is? Yes. So like from where the shock mounts, where the suspension mounts front and back have to be the same in between – but outside that can be modified to whatever you want. So it's more of a realistic motorsports where NASCAR is a piece there. It's a whole bunch of bent tubes with a fake piece of fiberglass sitting over top of it. That looks like a car. Right. Okay. So what kind of, um, what kind of car does, does your team race? Like, so we, have, we use the 370 Nissan 370 Z chassis. We're a Nissan factory back team. So we run the Nissan 370 Z chassis. And then can you, like, um, is there, like, a limit to, like, how much you can, like, upgrade, like, the engine and stuff? Or... It's the only racing series in the world where the engine the engine is open. So there's cars with 800 horsepower, and ours makes, like, 1,200 horsepower. So open as in, like, there's no, there's not, like, a 500 horsepower bracket. You can do whatever like you want with your motor. Bracket. You can use whatever motor you want. You can do anything when it comes to the motor. Whatever and then, you want. And then all the you guys all race against each other no matter what. It's not broken yes. up into like different horsepower classes. Nope. The only thing that's classed is the tire size. So based on weight, they decide how big or how small the tire you can run. Huh. So what is that? Um So in drifting, the amount of power your motor makes is irrelevant to what tire size you run. So if you and how much you weigh. So if you're a thirty two hundred pound car making 1,000 horsepower, you can run a 295 tire, which is 295 millimeters. Wide. But if you're, or, but if, but if you're a 2,500-pound two, car making 1,200 horsepower, which is the same horsepower, but you're running a 295-millimeter tire, you're going to be so much faster because based on weight-to-tire size ratio, you can generate more speed because there's less downforce sitting on the tires. So that's why they make them a smaller tire on the lighter cars to even the playing field based on weight to tire to power weight to tire ratio. So is it um, this? Actually, this might be like a dumb question or a simple question, but I don't know the answer to it. Regardless, is like the it's all based on like time, right? Like that's how like you like you win. No, it's a, it's a judged event. It's a subjective event. It's based on angle, style, smoke. Uh, the clipping points it's all based on style hmm. and is it it's, it's just like a figure eight track right or no nope it's like an adorable road course 
we we've used figure eight tracks, but we like don't go into figure eight. We go like in the bank onto the on field, back up to the bank. It's it's not just going left. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. I thought it was just like a like a time thing. No. Nope. So, so you just kind of go out there, do whatever you want. And you just got to make it look fan as fancy as possible. Yeah, you can't do whatever you want. There's like points on the track that the judges want the back of your bumper close to or the front of your bumper close to. Okay. So the judges decide what the line is you're going to take that you have to follow. But you want your car as fast as possible so you can drive away from the car following you because whenever you're drifting, there's a car directly behind you trying to be as close as you as possible and trying to mirror you. He's trying to be a mirror of you. So when your car is really fast, he struggles to keep up. Does he get like more? So it's it's two cars at, at the same time. Yeah. And then the the following car gets like extra points to like stay closer. to stay close to you. Yeah, I mean like there's times where I'm rubbing my tire on his door. If like there's black marks on his tire, or I'm pushing his door inwards with my front tire. Wow. And the judges just kind of have to follow that all by eye. Yeah, it's all subjective. Hmm. Have you really like, run any problems with that? I mean, I've crashed. I've totaled a car. Well, I mean, as far as like it not being like judged correctly. Because... Yeah, that happens. That always that always happens in subjective sports. I mean, I guess like we ran into that with paintball too. Yep. <laughs> All right. Refs, refs pulling you out, or refs call, throwing penalties when they shouldn't have. All right. Bunker rub. Yeah. All right. I mean. So I, I mean, was, I... was I mean, was it rub? <laughs> I'm not sure. I was playing. I wasn't paying attention. Uh-huh. Um. So I, I guess it'd be kind of cool to get to get into that to kind of get like nostalgic. Um. Like since we started talking about paintball, like how we met. Um. So for people listening, we met at a store, uh, or shop called Murdering Paintball. Um. I actually talked about that in like one or two podcasts ago. Um. And uh, that's that's where me and AJ met. Who were you uh, talking to? Um, I was talking to my uh, Navy buddy of mine. Um, and we were, we, we were actually talking about like how Toys R Us is closing mm-hmm. and like how like on time, like online retailers are like killing brick and mortar stores. Cause that's mm-hmm. essentially, that's essentially like what killed MI um, amongst other things. But you know, ANS gear and things like that kind of killed paintball shops um, unless it was attached to a field. But I was saying yeah. how I kind of feel bad for like kids nowadays because like uh, MI was like my sanctuary. Like that's where like I went to get away from like home, like Chris and, and like Nick and everyone in the shop were kind of like, you know, second, third dads. And I just, you know, it was just like a place to hang out. Like I used to take out the, I mean, I was, I was 12, 12 or 13 when like I first rode my bike there. And like Chris, I used to like take out the trash for Chris and he would like give me like a bag of paintballs and, I just, I just got like a, like a lot of like life lessons and stuff. And I just kind of shared that like in, in one of the other podcasts and how I kind of feel bad, how like there's no, like kids like really don't have that nowadays anymore because they just order shit on Amazon. <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so we met at MI. Um, uh, I mean, you and your, you and your pops played like paintball. Um, and uh, you, him, you guys like came in like a lot. And I mean, if I wasn't at school, I was pretty much at MI. So I pretty much knew like everyone that would come in there. And then I remember like one day you, uh, you rode your bike there and let's see, I was probably, 
Yo, oh. and the Red Civic. <laughs> How, you said you're 23, right? Yeah. All right, so I'm four years older than you. And I probably just got my license because I had the, the red Honda. So I was like 17, 18. So you were... Red rocket. <laughs> so you were like 13, 14 then, pretty much. Yeah. Like when, when we became... I mean, I knew you before that, but like when we became friends. Yeah. Um, and it was like... I mean, you lived a pretty decent... I mean, it was like a easily like a 15-minute car ride. So I'm sure it took you close to like an hour to get there on your bike. Oh, easy. <laughs> Um, and, uh, I like felt bad. So I was like, well, let me just throw my bike in the back of my car and like, I can give you a ride home. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll never forget you. Like, you're like, you, I don't know if you're just like weirded out or not, but you like maybe like drop you. I, I don't know if you remember that. I hope you remember this, but you like, I made you drop me off around the corner. Cause I didn't yeah. want you to see my house. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't want you like, I don't want you to know like where I live. So I like dropped you off like a block away. I'll never, I'll never forget that. That shit was. Hilarious. Well, I didn't want you. It's not that I didn't want you to know where I live. I just didn't want you to judge me based on where I lived. Right. I understand, and I mean, you know, people, people don't have to know that, but it was just, it was just funny. Um, but I mean, I mean, pretty much essentially after that, we kind of like kicked it off and became you became like my little brother that I never had. Um, for sure. And uh, I mean, for a while there, we were freaking together all the time. <laughs> yeah and you lived I mean, here yeah i mean yeah like later on in my life i kind of lost myself for a while and i just needed somewhere different to go and your family was gracious enough to accept me for probably like a good like six seven months i think yeah five. Oh, damn it was that long <laughs> yeah because it was i mean it was like a whole i mean i lived there for like a month or two and then i got the job at driftwood remember that and then mm-hmm. I, I mean I, I worked there all summer long so that was another three or four months and then I think I lived there for even another month or so after that. So it was probably like six or seven months altogether. Dang. <laughs> I mean, I was there all the time anyways, regardless. I mean, I pretty much lived there anyways. But. <laughs> oh, did I tell you that I saw Patty at the – Pat, Pat, Patrick at the bar? Like when I – like a month and a half ago? Uh, Like Patty from like MI Patty? Yeah. Really? In long, and, uh, and whose sister too? Um, You know the two twins that we played Halo with? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I don't want to Paul say their Czech, names. Paul Check, the Czechs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw or, the Czechs. I saw the say their names. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Are we not allowed to say names? I mean, I, I mean, I just didn't like. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all thirty-five viewers. They're from Long Branch, New Jersey. Uh, their name is Paul Check. Is one of them. Whatever. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was that was like a that's like another thing, man. Like I, I talked about, like it's kind of weird how, and like I'm sh- I'm sure you have it too. Like, like I'm sure you have like your core group of like snowboarding friends, and like I'm sure you're you're making like a whole another group of, like you know from like the racing scene. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of it's kind of weird how you have like pockets in like your life of like, like I probably friends, have friends change. Well, I mean, I mean that's true. Yeah, like I mean, I I don't keep in touch with like any of them, but. Well, I shouldn't say that. I do keep in touch with them, but like, there's like two or three year spans in my life where like all I hung out with was like the MI guys. You know what I mean? And then like kind of like like you said, like you know things change, life moves on. But like it's it's weird how like some people are like such dominant like parts of your lives for like a certain amount of time, and then like things just change. I just think it's kind of like kind of like trippy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely have like my OG friends, but right. I also never went to public school, so I don't have any OG like. 
I was always bouncing around so much that like I don't really have any close close friends except for like you and who else like uh yeah you <laughs> you <laughs> I mean no, and I'm, I think. I'm the same way I mean I have huge I have like a huge like pool of friends like I have esport friends I have paintball friends I have you know my navy friends I have friends from school but I mean uh, from all of, I mean that's easily like 150 like solid friends I could say like I have but I mean even out of all of them like I probably had like I would say out of all my friends that I have there's two friends that I've been friends with or one one actually that I've been friends with since I was one or two years old and that's the fine family Dan fine and Jake fine I mean like family friends right yeah yeah yeah, I mean, I have like you, you, Ray, Dave, and my buddy Mike. Like, and my buddy, I have two buddy Mikes. So I probably have like five, like, like friends I feel like I can call, like, call on no matter what. You still talk to Dave, really? Yeah. I mean, we play video games like all the time. Da- oh, I'm thinking about a different Dave. I'm talking about the one that blew out his shoulder. Yeah, that Dave. From the gym. You, he plays video games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, him, like him, my butt, and then, I mean, you know Mike, and then yeah. I, I have another buddy, Mike. Um, Mike as in Jewish Mike? Yes, Mike as in Jewish Mike. <laughs> and I have another buddy, Mike from Hal, that I met, like, in college. Oh, okay. Um, and then you. But, yeah, man, life's weird. Time, like you said, it's time. And I definitely, I hate that, like, I don't, I mean, I don't talk to a lot of them as much as I, I feel like I should, especially you. Um, and I hate that. Well, it's because I don't but, answer. <laughs> well, I mean, there is that, yeah. And I, I always I'm have not to, answering because I'm not answering you. I'm just busy. I always have to text your mom and get updates, which is very annoying. <laughs> Thankfully, she's a nice lady, unlike you. I'm just busy. <laughs> well, so am I. I'm in the military and have two kids. No one's more busier than me. Apparently, you're less busy than me. <laughs> Regardless, we need to we need to get better at staying in touch. Yeah. Regardless, the last month you've been like a nagging ex-wife. Because I miss you, man. You're my little bro. <laughs> and then like I, I I feel guilty, honestly, because like I like the past like three two or three years have been like I'm like pretty big time in your life because you're you know getting to the Olympics and like I kind of feel like I kind of like missed out on all that, which kind of sucks. Like I feel yeah, like I'm missing out on your kids. Like I haven't seen my nephews. Well, that's because you don't come visit me. But you're not. <laughs> not like you're asking me to drive like an hour or two. You're asking me to drive eight hours. Mister, I'm gonna fly to Europe every other month and snowboard, but I can't can't fly it's to. It. I get paid to do that. <laughs> well, my my kids are only kids once. I mean, you you came to Connecticut like once or twice. I'll give you that. I, I knew when he was a baby. Yeah. Now he doesn't even know Odell York. Have you and oh well you've met you've met my daughter when we came home that one time. Yeah, but he she was like eight, nine months. Yeah, she was a baby baby. I mean by the by the time I get home, like from this time, like me being away, she'll be three and I would have only lived with her for one year of her life. Yeah, she won't <laughs> remember you. Probably not. I mean I wasn't I didn't meet her she was four months old. I wasn't there for her birth. Yeah. And then now like I'm gone for like another like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen months. Who ya maybe. But someone's got to do it. I do it so you can travel the world and snowboard. You're welcome. Are you, are you careering it? Or? Um, I don't know, man. This like, is your second contract? Uh, Yeah, second contract. And I'm in it till this contract ends 2020. 
and then by then I'm like halfway done. So I don't know. There, there's a lot of different factors. Like, I mean, I'll be like 30, so like I'm old. I'll be old. <laughs> um, I don't know. There, I, I, I honestly, I don't have like a definite, uh, a definite answer to answer that question. I really don't know. It's as demanding as it is. The military is easy because as long as you do what you're supposed to do and have a haircut and your uniform looks good, like it's like you're gonna be all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but times like this, when the way sucks. But I mean, every job has its crappy parts, you know. But at least my kids have like something cool they can talk about when they're older. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know, man. Right now, I'm just enjoying it day by day and. I'm excited to get back out to sea and travel the world and stuff. Like get back on the ship and stuff like that. But it does suck being away from my kids. But like I said, someone's got to do it, and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I signed. I signed the dotted line, so can't complain. Um. So yeah, man, we kind of went into like how we met, uh, how we don't talk anymore because we're both shitty friends to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. So let's talk a little bit about uh about the family genes there. Peanut, your sister. Yeah, there's not much to say. I have a little sister. And that's about it. She's uh, but I mean, she's kind of like blew up out of nowhere with this with the surfing thing. Like, what's what's going on with that? Let's no, that's it. my adopted sister. I don't know her. Oh my god, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my little sister's a professional surfer. Um, She's actually not even here right now. She's in Fiji surfing cloud break, which is a big waves surfing some big waves. There's a good swell that came in, and yeah, I guess we have some pretty good. I'm gonna say, man, like God, I need to, I, 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 st- I still say to this day, I want your mom to adopt me so I get some good genes. That's how that works, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's cool, man. Like, so how did she? So actually, I, I remember when she got into surfing because I used to drop her off at surf camp. Like that was that was like the that's like that's like when she got into it, right? No. Okay. She got she got it. <laughs> uh, no. uh, she got into surfing um, when I when I was I surfed when I was younger. So she, uh, she in California, I went to go surf with a friend, and she went and came, and the the first day she was on board on the surfboard, just like hit it off like huge, and she's never been off of it since. Well, how long ago was that? Because I remember Peanut that like liked the BMX and stuff. Oh, way before that. Really? All right. Well, all right, I'm really a terrible friend then. Jesus. Yeah. I just I'm just gonna say I contributed to it because I drove her to surf camp. That's all I'm gonna say. There you go. Done. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Bolt. It's pretty much. Just don't forget me. You know, don't forget us little guys. I got you. <laughs> That's good, man. I'm I'm very happy. Uh, I'm most happy that you've. Because I was honestly, like, kind of going back to, like, snowboarding, like, because, uh, you know, even when you were younger and stuff, you used to, not to get too into detail, but you used to get, like, hard on yourself about things and stuff like that. And and I was worried about, because um, you're a very emotional person, kind of like me. And I was worried that you were going to... Emotion? No. You're way more emotional. I thought even compare me to you when it comes to emotions. Listen here, buddy. Okay? <laughs> let, let me finish my statement. I'll let you talk. I was worried that you were going to kind of take it hard what happened to the Olympics. And I'm very, very happy and proud that you are handling, not, not saying handling it, but, but I'm happy that you're taking the, the, 
the viewpoint that you are, and I'm very happy about that. But, I mean, at this point in time, I can't change anything. It is what it is. Exactly, and that's it. Like I said, man, you. I'm glad. Like I just to kind of. I'm just glad. I'm glad that's how you're, you're taking it. I'm very happy about that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'll give you a little little pat in the back right now. You feel Thank that? You. you feel that? <laughs> so, what's the next? Uh, besides coming to visit me, what else um, is the next? Say six months of AJ Muss. What's what's what does that look like? Well, on the short scheme, I'm hungry, so I want to go downstairs and make myself a sandwich. Okay. But I can't do that until we're done. That's a that's a short form. That's a short <laughs> short goal. You know. <laughs> um, and then besides that, I, I don't really have any plans to be honest. Moving out to California, it's the only plans I have for sure. Nice. I don't really want to. I don't really want to think too much right now. I want to really take a step back. I can I can respect that. I'm sure the past year or two have been pretty hectic and demanding. So it's good that you just kind of relax and. Go chill on the beach in Cali. That's it. That's the plan. That's what's up, man. All right. Well, I mean, we've been going pretty strong for an hour. Um, I'm sure we could go a lot further, but, uh, you know, we touch on the stuff I want to touch. I mean, I'm, we could go a lot deeper and, and stuff. Yeah, but, we could also but, just talk about nonsense. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to make too much of our, our relationship public. Um, so, or friendship, I should say, not relationship. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Um, but uh, I, I appreciate you taking your time out. I mean, I know you're, you're used to getting interviewed by like Fox News and CNN and being famous and all. Nah, it's all good. <laughs> um, but I appreciate your time, man. I really do, and I'm serious about. I don't care if it's like every like Sunday or or every Tuesday night or something. But we gotta keep in contact. A couple minute phone call every now and then. Um, just because uh, life goes by too fast, man. You know. For sure. So, definitely, uh, is, my, is mom home? Is she downstairs? No, she is not. She is out to dinner. Oh, well, when she comes home, make sure you tell her to say hi and give her a hug for me. I mean, I talk, I talk to her more than I talk to you because you don't know how to answer people. But it's a, mm-hmm. different, <clears throat> it's a different subject for a different podcast. <laughs> All right, so, man. So. <laughs> well, I really do appreciate your time. Um, you know, in my eyes, you're just my little brother, but in a lot of other people's eyes, you're a lot bigger than that, so uh, I appreciate you taking this time, um, and uh, go enjoy that sandwich, buddy. Thank you. All right, man. You take care, all right? Talk to you soon. Right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.